following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Outsider Show. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R, and I'm joined by my tag team partner. He is the man that single-handedly took down Ring of Honor. He is the analyst of the L.O.C. He's a straight shooter on Twitter, and when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the Mean Streets of L.I. What's going on, brother? Nothing. We just got some interesting news right now. Where's Leo? <laughs> Leo's whereabouts. I'm still trying to get over that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, you know what? Good, good for him. Uh, Leo deserves a, a fun-filled weekend uh, every now and then. So good for him. Yeah, I think I'm gonna um, title this episode "Where's Leo" or like "Leo's missing" or something. I don't know. I think I'm gonna do something like that. Oh, uh, Ryan, yeah, how are the you? Ghost of Leo is a, yeah. is a ghost again. Yeah, Ryan, how are you, bro? How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good. Uh, no complaints here. How about you? Uh, not necessarily bad. It was strange because this was the first Thanksgiving without my father, so it was definitely weird. Not bad. I won't say it was necessarily a bad day. It's just, just strange, you know. It's just you know trying to get used to life without my father being around. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the firsts are always, uh, always tough, no matter what. So uh, hopefully, you just continue to, you know, just deal with it the best way possible. I know you're you're staying strong for your mom and everything. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, just, uh, I was thinking about you the other day, so. Thank you, brother, I really appreciate that, man. All right, dude, let's get into it, but before we do, give me a second, just because we're not on Facebook Live and we're just doing a regular podcast, give me one second, it's hashtag rebel time, I need to wake up. <laughs> yeah, I know, I feel you, dude, it's, uh. This time of the year, with the weather being the yep. way it is, I'm always waking up feeling mm-hmm. like crap with my allergies and all that stuff. And it's been a rough morning uh, with that. So, and, and yeah. I don't know. I don't know about you. Maybe it's me. You know, maybe it's just signs of me getting old or, or something. I don't know. But it's weird because I like knock out like at a certain time. Like let's say last night, for example, I think I knocked out. I don't know, maybe like twelve thirty ish, give or take, maybe one o'clock. And I'll just randomly wake up before my alarm even goes off. Like, or yeah, anything like that. Yeah. I'll just, I'll be, I'm like, damn, I still got two more hours to sleep. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> Sometimes I do that too, man. Yeah, it's, it's like you get so used to your schedule during the week. Um, I, mean, right. I, I mean, I wake up, you know, usually around 7.30 during the weekdays. And, you know, on the weekends, it's like the same thing. It's like my body's like, you know, used to waking up at that time. So it's weird when that happens. Yeah, it's, it's fucking weird. But all right, let's get into it, dude. There, there's a there's a lot of bad and there's a lot of good to talk about this week. So let's start off with the bad. Let's kind of like get rid of the bad from the start. 
So, Survivor Series happened this past week, and I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like Survivor Series was a piece of shit pay-per-view. I thought it was a waste of time besides the opening match with Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. I thought that match was amazing, and I thought the main event was really good between Big E and Roman Reigns. But besides that, I think the pay-per-view was a piece of shit. But you were there live, and you were also part of the pre-show somehow. Somehow. Um, I do agree with you. The, the pay-per-view was just awful. Like, what a complete waste of time. Like you said, pointless. Shouldn't have even happened. Just did not care one bit. But the pre-show was actually pretty funny. Um, you know, you had that cricket wireless booth yep. outside of Barclays Center. And, you know, I, I've, I've seen it before at events. <laughs> that they try to... Uh, you know, just get some content. They say it's for, like, the network and whatever, but sometimes I just feel like it's for their own personal, like, with, with someone with the cricket, you know, they have a deal with WWE and whatever. So, yeah, he, some guy just grabbed me and my buddies over and just told us to, like, you know, go nuts and start chanting and all that stuff, and they can use it for, you know, uh, something with the network or whatever. And we were just like, yeah, you know, whatever, we'll do it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got so many texts from people and uh, tweets, you know, uh, how everybody saw me on the pre-show, and I was shocked because I didn't think that many people actually watched the pre-show for these pay-per-views. I certainly don't. Um, <laughs> so, uh, But I'm, I'm glad people saw, and it was, uh, it was pretty funny. So I, I completely missed it. Like, I had the pre-show show on as background noise? Of course, yeah. Who's I mean, paying attention to the pre-show? No offense to everybody who likes to see me on there. Like, thank you. But I mean, come on. So I get a message from Meridian from the rest friends, and she goes like, oh my god, look at this. And I look, and it's your face. I'm like, wait a minute, where did you get this from? Because she just zoomed in on your face. I'm like, what is this, right? <laughs> so then she sends me the video clip, and I'm like, oh my god. One thing I wanted to point out in your, on how this all happened, I love the guy that was working for WWE, kind of produced you guys to tell you, hey, go nuts, be, be lively. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know, because we're all, like, uh, we're all just very, like, just straight-faced, like, we have no emotions, whatever, and my friend, uh, my friend Chris was saying something about Welcome to Survivor Series, something like that, and, you know, then all of a sudden, we just go nuts uh, out of nowhere, uh, so yeah, it was, it was pretty funny, um, I got a kick out of it, so, uh, that was probably the one bright spot of, uh, of the whole entire day. Okay, so, so let me ask you, because you were there live, and like I told you guys last week, I plan on not investing my money on WWE anymore. Were you, were you even excited going to the show? Were you a little bit optimistic? Like, hey, maybe they could pull something uh, off no. here? Nothing, huh? No. Not, not even one bit, bro. I, I really went just to hang out with my buddies. Uh, we hit, like, two bars before okay. going to the That's bar cool. place. And that was, like, that was, like, the funnest, like, like the most fun part about it is right. to chill with those guys. Uh, you know, not that we don't hang out a lot, but, like, right. we just don't, like, we could all get together to go to a show or whatever. It's fun, so, um. You know, we, we pre-gamed a lot and, and went to, to the Barclays. Uh, and then, yeah, the show itself, it's just like, like you said, like, what a waste of time. Yep. It dragged. It went way too long to the point where it was like, everybody's waiting for the end to see if The Rock's going to come out. And low-key, I knew he wasn't coming out. Right. I mean, you know, it's just like, I just feel like he doesn't really show up unless it's really promoted heavily. Even though they did tease it a lot throughout the night, I just had a feeling it wasn't going to happen. And then at the end, they teased Brock coming back. And I was like, you know what? I'll take Brock. Whatever. Just give me something. Just give me, like, a cool, like, surprise ending, right? Yep. And they, we, we got nothing. And it was just like, we're <laughs> out of there at 11.30 at night. Or we all have work tomorrow morning. We're not getting home until at least 2 a.m. With, with the train yep. and everything. Yep. It was just like, for what? Like, I am I am sacrificing sleep. I'm going to be exhausted at work tomorrow. For what? For nothing, you know? So, um, it was a waste of time. Honestly, I... 
say to myself after this, and me and my brother and a bunch of my friends, we agreed too that when it comes to the WWE, it's like WrestleMania. If a Rumble comes here, uh, you know, SummerSlam or whatever, those probably would be the main three that I would attend. As far right. as anything else, just say like an Extreme Rules came here or whatever, or like you know, Raw is actually coming to Long Island uh, tomorrow night, mm-hmm. and uh, I just no interest, bro. Like I'm just gonna skip it from now on. I think I finally finally learned my lesson when it comes to the WWE. It's, especially now that takeovers isn't even a thing anymore. You can't even look forward to that. Cause at one point I, I remember just going to takeovers. I'm like, cause yeah. takeovers always steal the weekend, but that's not a thing anymore. So it's just, I, I hate to go. It's not that I hate to go on here, but at the end they were speaking our opinion. And to, to be honest with you, we're kind of speaking the truth here. There, there's just no excitement with WWE at all. I, I know they're doing the whole promotion with the stupid egg on, on, uh, on, both Monday Night Raw and Survivor Series, you know, it bled into Monday Night Raw with the with the egg gimmick. By the way, Red Notice on Netflix is actually a really good movie. You know, don't from what you see on WWE TV, don't let that like kind of have like a negative like feel and opinion on what this movie could be. Like this movie is actually pretty good, but it's just like how was the crowd's reaction even with the stupid egg like on Survivor Series? Uh, the, the crowd just, I don't know, like, it wasn't really that, like, I couldn't even really tell you, like, it was just really no, like, I don't know, there, there, it wasn't a, a great crowd, I mean, it wasn't a, a terrible crowd, I mean, it was just, there were, I don't know, I just feel like the excitement just wasn't there, and, you know, I, <laughs> mainly, <laughs> another reason why I went to was because, you know, I wanted to knock off all four of, like, the big four, so this was, like, the last, um, one that I had to attend because I've been to Rumbles, I've been to SummerSlams, I've been to Manias, uh, but I've never been to a Survivor Series. So that's another reason why I said, you know, I'm just going to attend this, not this off my bucket list. So I completed the big four. But I mean, you know, it's just like, it's just a normal WWE crowd, you know, like, I, uh, so I'll tell you, like, it was, uh, I don't know if you know if you remember this, but we're approaching like 11 o'clock here. Mm. And, you know, I realize with Peacock now, uh, the WWE, they don't mm-hmm. have like a hard end date, um, end time, nope. I should say, where they have to be off the air. Mm. But that should not mean that they could just go until whenever the hell they please. Because we're approaching 11 o'clock and they're showing some random Bobby yep. Lashley video package. Yep. And I still, right now, here, talking to you, I still have no idea why we saw that. I, I don't know what it was promoting. I, I Here's just the don't thing. know. I got you. don't care. This is why they they have these random video packages or whatever. Because when they when the WWE made this network with Peacock, right? There's the regular Peacock version of, of of the network, and then there's Peacock Premium that has no ads, no commercials. So when WWE runs these like random vignettes, like at a live crowd, they're filling up time while Peacock is running these commercials. Is that what it is? Yeah. So that's why sometimes oh, that shit drags out. That makes the shit even so worse, dumb. bro. <laughs> That's so dumb. I, I, you know what? For all the people that are that are cheap out there that don't want to spend an extra like four bucks just to get the premium or whatever, and they, they pay for the one with the ads, that's their problem. But <laughs> so, but, but here's the thing, though. Know, it doesn't even it doesn't even matter whether you 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 buy the premium or not. You're still gonna get the end result because if let's say for example, like I have Xfinity, right? So Peacock already comes with the with with my package, so I'm not paying extra for it or whatever. So I, I I'm not paying like five more dollars for the premium. But let's hypothetically speaking, that's like I don't want the Peacock ads or none of that, right? Guess what I would be watching? I would be watching the exact same thing you guys are watching in the live audience, which is these random vignettes of random people. Oh, it's so stupid, dude! So like oh the Peacock version, like the regular Peacock 
regular version, you get the Peacock ads. If you get the premium, you'll get whatever the live crowd is watching, which is these random vignettes like the Bobby Lashley one. Well, at least I have an answer. I'm still not not thrilled about it, dude. Like I said, we're approaching 11 o'clock and I'm watching this. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, start the freaking main event already. I mean, my goodness. And then it's like 11.15 and this match starts off slow, man. So I thought and I hoped and I I wish that this match would have been similar to the Big E versus McIntyre match at Crown Jewel. Yep. If you remember that match, that match was action-packed from the freaking bell man. very like hard that, like, hitting it, it kind of yeah, remind like, me like of a toned down version and i mean this because of the wwe not because of their talent it reminded me like of a, a really toned down version of like a, of a strong style match yeah yeah they went hard for 15 20 minutes yep. straight bro yep. and even when they were down even when they hit big moves and they were down they got right back up and they hit another big move i thought this this match or i hoped i shouldn't i shouldn't say i, I thought I, I hoped that this match would be similar but instead, we just get a slow, slow start. Yep. Um, I like the crowd, like, and especially me and my friends too. We're just exhausted at this point, bro. We got into Brooklyn at around four o'clock. We've been drinking. We are just shot at this point, bro. This show should not still be going on. And it's just like I said, being dragged out. And then I got some W, some like random Mark, bro, with his fucking belt behind me, stands up and he goes, "We the one." We the one. I just oh, felt like elbowing God. the shit out of this guy. Be like, you should down. You should. You know, it's a, it's eleven thirty at night. Nobody cares about this but you. I'm just like WWE fans are so weird, bro. They're so cringe. Yep. yep. And it's just. Oh, oh we're gonna talk God. about WWE fans in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We will. Uh, um, but yeah, just like I said, no excitement to it. I, I regret going in the end, but <laughs> it is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it now. Um, so but, pretty much yeah. you gave yourself a congratulations. Yeah, yeah. You, I, I knew going into it, I'd be giving myself congratulations. <laughs> right. See, like, that's, that's the one thing. It's like when you go into it already knowing what you're getting yourself into, it's like, eh, I already figured this. Right. But when you just say it was like a great card on paper and then it just delivered like a shit pay-per-view, right. then it would have been even worse. So right. like I went into it with no expectations. So I really like did not expect much. So it is what it is. I was it, it completely exhausted at work on Monday. And, you know. And you're just I, miserable. You were miserable happy. watching the show. And now you're even more miserable Monday morning because you're like, why the fuck did I even go? <laughs> uh, yeah, bro. I, honestly, I, I would have even probably still been miserable if I watched it at home. And stayed up until eleven thirty to watch that, and then went to sleep. I mean, like it, it just—that's how bad it was. So it is what it is. So I, I saw two things online that made me crack up when it comes to you know, for the most part, say like a majority of people just not feeling Survivor Series and people just didn't like it or whatever. I think it's safe to say the match of the night was Becky Lynch and Charlotte. They went fucking at it. I love that match. But regardless, everything else was just like whatever. I did enjoy Big E and Roman for what it was, but I do agree with you. It was a very slow build to start fucking getting to the action. Um, but yeah, match of the night, definitely Becky Lynch and Charlotte. But a couple people posting this online, both on Facebook and on Instagram and I, I think probably on Twitter too. I don't know if you saw this. But they've been people have been dubbing like the era of WWE that we're in. Two it's been two names. The useless aggression era and the ruthless depression era. <laughs> yeah. I like I, I mean I like both of them, honestly. They they both they both work perfectly. Uh useless is probably what I would go with because it's just like nothing they do makes it just doesn't it doesn't matter. It's just it it's 
dude, I, I can't even find the right words to describe it without, like, just completely just not going off on how terrible this product is and has been yep. for a long, long time. And, yep. and the fact that it's not going to change either. A lot of people are sitting here hoping and, and praying that the product gets better eventually, but man, they're pulling in money from all these sponsorships, all these random deals that they, they have with all these different companies and all this stuff. They're doing some of the best, you know, the business itself is going great right now. Vince is making all the money in the world. So, the product itself, like the in-ring product and the shows itself, I mean, it's listen, this is no excuse, but like he doesn't need to put on a great product for them to still pull in the money that they're pulling in. And right. that's just, he just doesn't care. He's very, uh, he's very lazy. And <clears throat> uh, he just, I think at this point, I mean, he's always just cared about it, but it's just the money. That's all he cares about. And it's just like, they have. They don't need to build up pay per views anymore because people are going to watch them regardless because they have Peacock or they have the network, whatever. And uh, yeah, man, that's that's what it is. So this is unfortunately what WWE is nowadays. And you know, you could take it or you could leave it, and that's what it is. And I think what it hurts you as a as a fan too is because when WWE's good, they're fucking great. Like we've seen them do great things, but. I feel like over the past couple of years, I feel like there's been more like, what the fuck am I watching than, than great stuff? Does that make any sense? Like, it's more, yeah. more not, more bad shit, and it's just more, like, lazy booking, more bad booking, bad creative, and you always have the WWE loyalists, the, the apologists, the diehards that will make excuses for the, for WWE just because, uh, you know, either Roman's on top, and that's probably, or, no, that's not even probably, that is the best thing going in WWE. Or because, you know, they still pull off like over a million when it comes to viewership on both Mondays and, and, and Fridays. The Fridays is a little bit more. So they'll like crap on like, let's say, an AEW because like, oh, they can barely draw. They draw a million. But it doesn't to me, ratings doesn't matter because you look at a Wednesday night, you feel the excitement. Like Wednesday is the most exciting day for when it comes to wrestling. There's no argument there. Like you just get excited for the product you're watching or whatever. And you never know what to expect or whatever. You don't get that feeling when it comes to a Monday or a Friday. Or a Tuesday night, if anybody watches NXT still. Yeah, no way. And, um, you know, going back to what you said before, it's like, that's, I think, the most frustrating part is, like, you see little glimpses here and there of how good the product could yep. be when they're firing on all cylinders. And I go back to that Crown Jewel show back in... Uh, yes. In, what was it, late October. And, that was um, a great that was show. One of the best WWE shows I've seen in a long time. Probably, I mean, not probably, definitely the show of the year for WWE, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you, you just see how good that show is, you know, like, wow, if they just put a little bit of effort into it, and I'm not even talking about, like, going as crazy and as creative as, like, AEW goes or whatever, like, just put a little bit more effort into it, and the way they build those Saudi shows, man, I'm sitting over here telling you, like, you know, two minutes ago, they don't need to build the pay-per-views anymore because everybody has them on Peacock, but let me tell you, with that Saudi money and that money that they're drawing in from Saudi Arabia... They, I mean, they build those pay-per-views up to be like a freaking WrestleMania. Right? Whether you are, like the storylines or like the matches going into it, they build the crap out of that show. And like we just saw, and, and you know, with this past one, it delivered in a big, big way. Yeah. Like I said, I, I can't talk, you know, any more highly of it. I thought it was such a great show. And, you know, that's what they can be. If, you know, they want to be, but, you know, that's it's just the thing. I just feel like they, it's too much for them to be like that all the time. 
Uh, asking for too much. Yeah. Two, two last things in the Survivor Series, and then we'll move on to some other shenanigans that happened on Monday night. I thought the women's Survivor Series matches, like, what the fuck? Like, you just made all these women look bad. Besides Bianca, that, you know, she was a lone survivor, which I did like, but I feel like you could have built the match a lot better. Like, obviously, the build two Survivor Series were god-awful, but at least give these women time. It was just like, it was just so many things that did not make sense. And then on the men's side, I'm happy that Seth and Jeff Hardy were the last two guys. I think it was the right call making Seth the lone survivor. But why the fuck was Austin Theory in this in this match? Like he had no business being part of this match. It's not, and it's not because he can't wrestle because he is a talented dude. But it's just to me, Austin Theory. They haven't given it the, an audience a reason to care about him either as a heel or a face. Like people just don't care about him. Like when you see him on your TV or like even the crowd reaction, it's like, why is this guy here? Like nobody gives a shit about this guy. It's like go away. He. It's not even like I hate you because you're a heel. No, it's that I don't like you. Or I just don't care about you because. I, I just don't want you around. So, like, I think you have to give the audience a reason to actually care about this guy. And then, fast forward to Monday Night Raw, he's the one that finds the, the stupid fucking egg, and he gets a title shot. It's like, Jesus Christ, this is this is your draw? This is who you want to push? Like, give me a reason to care about this guy. Yeah, I mean, I thought the men's match, for the most part, was pretty good. I know a lot of people always complaining about the way... You know, uh, you know, they protected some of the guys in this match, like Kevin Owens just walking out, which right. I thought was hilarious. Um, and then Bobby Lashley, and I believe it was Drew, Drew McIntyre, McIntyre getting counted out. And, um, you know, I mean, listen, it, it's just, it is what it is. But for the most part, I thought the rest of it was pretty good. Jeff Hardy was massively over. I mean, my goodness, um, this guy is still over in 2021. I, I wish they would do a little bit more with him. Um, but, you know, probably not at this stage in the game. Uh, Seth Rollins winning was completely obvious. Uh, so I, I like that. The women's match, oh, man, freaking brutal. I'm not one to, you know, uh, when I'm at the show is get up and, and hit the bathrooms when the women come on, right? Like, I'm not one of those people. But let me tell you, this women's match was so brutal. And it, it just, uh, it, it's a little combination of where the match was placed in the show and just the pacing of the whole entire thing. Like, bro, like they did not, like you said, they just did all these women dirty. It yep. did not, this match did not even need to be a thing. You have like some random eliminations in the beginning. And then you just, then it started dragging on and I'm watching Natalia and I'm watching Shayna Baszler, and I'm like, you know, Natalia's wrestling Bianca, and it's not even like, you know, like, it's, it's almost as if, like, they're having a one-on-one -on -one match, and the crowd is just so restless, they start doing the wave, they start chanting CM Punk, Punk, and, you know, honestly, I'm not really a fan of those type of things, but in this case, like, I really just don't blame people, like, we were just so bored, it, the show's been going on so long already, you... yeah, we just, like, we don't need to see this, like, you can just speed up the pace a little bit, uh, and, and that's the one thing about WWE and what I was saying before with the main event. It's like the main event starts out so slow. Wouldn't it just kill them to like change up the pace in yeah. certain matches? Like I said, I keep going back to that Big E and McIntyre match. A full sprint for 15, 20 minutes. Why can't we get that with some of these matches, especially when it's like a co-main event or you know when the show's been going on for like over two hours, close to three hours, uh, maybe even more than three hours? Again, pick up the pace a little bit, you know? Like, oh, we're going to get restless in the crowd, but the problem is they just don't care, um, you know? But, um, yeah, and as far as Austin Theory goes, listen, he's talented, and I'm never going to get mad at them trying to push a younger guy like him, but the way they do it is just so bad. And right. like you said, I mean, he's, he, he's randomly in this match. Um, 
taking out Rey Mysterio. Okay, whatever. And then, you know, he got him finding the egg the next night and just losing to Biggie, which whatever, you know, he wasn't going to win anyways. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's random. Mm-hmm. And do you think they're going to follow up on this too? Nope. Do you, like, like, do you think Austin Theory is going to like keep getting pushed? No, I just feel like it was just a one week random thing. For what reason? I have zero clue. But, um, you know, it's just ultimately this is going to end up being pointless. <laughs> and it's like, what a waste of our time. So, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I don't care. I don't, um, you know, blame anybody for not caring about Austin Theory. <laughs> I don't care about Austin Theory. Um, so, you know, it's like I said, the way they do things, the way they operate, it's it's just pretty mind boggling, especially if you compare it to like the other companies that are out there it's, and how they do business. It's the useless aggression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I like that. I um, like that a lot. <laughs> what, well, one last thing on, on the women's match. I completely forgot that match was even happening because it went from RK Bro to Usos, and I'm like, okay, it's time for the main event. And then I heard, I forgot whose theme song it was, and I'm like, holy shit, we still have the Women's Survivor Series match. I completely forgot about that match. Completely forgot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, just brutal. Brutal. Um, placement uh, and match order, like I said, it was just like, let me tell you, if I, I would have done things completely different, but, you know, whatever. All right, speaking of brutal, uh, something happened on Monday, and I think you know where I'm going with this. We're not going to mention this guy's name. That's been my biggest issue all week, on top of what happened on Monday Night Raw. It's the fact that these fucking dirt sheets, these reporters, like, if you want to report, like, okay, so-and-so got arrested and you know he's gonna get charged with this that's fine that's clean but when you keep on adding more steam to it like reposting his messages and reposting his fucking ig lives you're, you're part of the fucking problem because you're giving this guy 15 minutes of fame or whatever so for those that have been living under a rock this past monday night on raw we had this segment between we were supposed to get this match between finn Balor and seth rollins well ultimately what we got was seth rollins just beating the shit out of finn Balor, which i enjoyed i thought it was good and then Post beatdown segment, we see Seth Rollins, you know, walking towards back to the entryway, and he gets fucking tackled by this fucking. I want to say he's a huge dude, but you know, he he was on the heavier side, and he fucking spears fucking Rollins. Rollins, a professional that he is, he fucking put just locks him in a guillotine, and then can't. So the announcers, if you go back and watch that, the announcers thought that somebody was attacking Rollins, like in 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 story, right? But then the cameras completely cut off, and then the announcers stayed quiet. And ultimately, they finally removed the guy. And Seth Rollins, in character, was talking shit. So good for Rollins, saying like, they called him like boy and called him a motherfucker or whatever. And you know, as the night progressed, he started uh, seeing more stuff coming out uh, about the situation. So apparently, when this whole thing happened, Becky Lynch was like ready to go too. Someone took a picture of Becky by, like, the entranceway. So she was ready to run down there, too. So talk about ride or die. I fucking love Becky Lynch so much. And we we start finding out a little bit more about this fucking guy. Apparently, this guy has some type of mental issues or whatever. To me, that's no excuse. Yeah, to me, that's no excuse. And and people might think that I'm a little bit insensitive because of that, but I'm just being honest here. You know damn well that this guy didn't go to this fucking Monday Night Raw by himself. You know he had to be with someone. so, So he should be part of the blame just as much as this idiot is. Apparently, this guy has been planning this out since, like, 2019 because apparently he got catfish and got money taken from him from this fake Seth Rollins account, you know, without without um, putting this guy's name out there, which, I, which I'm not going to do because this guy doesn't need any more publicity. But this guy ends up putting out this IG Live, and kind of, like, the, the short story of this is that, you know, he 
apparently did it for the bloodline, did it for Roman Reigns, did it for the Usos, <laughs> did it for the Rock. Oh, that that's that's real original. And that he shouted out Goldberg and Vince McMahon. And apparently, they knew that he was going that he was going to do this to Seth Rollins. It's just, just so much different layers to all this, and I have a lot more to say. But l- let me just um kind of get your take on this for now. Ay ay ay, man! I mean, <laughs> dude, like I just I hate to see this kind of shit happen, man. It's so embarrassing. Yes, it's so cringe. It's like I would love to know what goes on in these people's minds, like in their head when they do this like what's their goal what are they thinking how do they think this is a good idea and mental illness or not i don't care you you really you just gotta know better and uh man no performer should ever have to deal with this crap you know especially when they're out there putting their body on the line every single week for us and trying to entertain us they shouldn't have to be worried about you know watching their back for for fans to hop in the barricade and let me just say too that the Barclays Center needs better security. Yep. I mean, this is the, well, the second time something like this has happened because a lot of people were, were referencing the Bret Hart yep. incident at the Hall of Fame, which also happened at Barclays Center, which, whatever, you know what? That, that whole setup of the Hall of Fame was weird. It was so easy for somebody to hop the barricade. Not saying that they should have, but it was very easy for them too. So I give security maybe a little pass there. But this, I mean, my goodness. And even still, even after... The whole thing happens where, you know, he, he spears Seth and Seth gets him down. And then uh, shout out to the referees, man, the WWE refs. Yep. Uh, those were the one, those were the guys that, that really just diffused the situation. I didn't even see any security around, bro, until way after the fact, uh, right after they pulled him up and they started walking walking to the back with him. But my, man, where is the security? I swear, they better start beefing them up for these events because, you know, I know this kind of stuff doesn't happen every single week, but it's happening more often than not. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it's absolutely crazy. Thank God Seth is okay. Um, I was actually, you know, usually when I have Raw on, I don't really pay too much attention. Like, I, I'll have it on, and I'll, like, glance over at it if I'm always, like, doing something else. But I was actually, like, watching it, and I actually seen this happen. And right when the camera panned away, that's when I, I knew, like, all right, this was not supposed to happen, clearly. And, uh, man, like, just, like, from the camera angle that they showed on TV, that looked brutal, man. It looked like he literally, like, like picked Seth up and, and slammed him to the ground. Luckily, that's not what happened because you saw a bunch of the other videos and different angles and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, glad Seth is okay in the end. And it's just, like I said, really, really pisses me off to see this stuff happen because these performers should not have to deal with it. And I'm not even just talking about wrestling. Oh, no performer in any yep. uh, any like field should have to be dealing with this stuff, you know? So um, it's just, it, it sucks that it happened. And security was way too nice to this guy, man. I would have paid good money to see stomp, uh, Seth Rollins stomp on that guy's freaking ankles uh, when he had the chance to. But he was nice about it, and the security was way too nice about yeah. it. So, Especially uh, the security. I, I give uh, more of a, a congratulations to the security. Like, Seth doesn't even get a congratulations here. I think Seth handled himself well and for the people that are criticizing Seth like oh Seth should have done this and blah 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 like listen at the end of the day let's say it which the guy does deserve to get his teeth shoved down his throat like I'm not saying he doesn't deserve that but at the end of the day we know that if that would have happened Seth would have gotten a lawsuit okay and and we definitely don't want that he doesn't deserve that either even though it was self-defense so for the guys that are criticizing Seth, like, oh, Seth is a bitch or whatever, like, you're, 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 you're an idiot. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And for also the people that actually have sympathy for this guy, you could go fuck off too. Because people came at me because I was like, yo, I wish Seth would have kicked this guy's teeth down his throat. Like, I posted that. 
And people was like, relax, I know what the guy did was wrong, but, you know, he's gonna... Are, are you fucking kidding me? You're f you actually have sympathy for this idiot? Like, fuck you too. Like, don't fucking come at me telling me, like, I need to fucking relax. At the end of the day, these people, these performers, they're humans too. They shouldn't be getting attacked by fucking strangers. Imagine if that guy would have had a knife or something. He fucking blew past security, so you don't know what the hell his intentions were or what he, what else he could have done. We don't know that. So don't tell me to fucking relax. Fuck you. Yeah, man. If he, if he had something, bro, like, you forget about it, man. Like, he would have probably gotten a clear shot in on whatever yep. he had, you know. Because, again, he literally speared the crap out of Rollins. Like I said, nobody was even around besides that one rep. Um, and shout out to him, man, for, for really just jumping on the guy right away. And I, I felt bad for him because, like, literally nobody came to help until way after the fact. And it's it's funny, too, because, like, you see different camera angles from different videos, right? So there was one video where you could actually see the ring and, you know, you see, like, the whole the ramp and the whole thing transpire. And the ref that was in the ring checking in on Finn Balor, like, you see him, like, looking, right, like, at the situation on the ramp, like, I'm sure, like, along with the announcers, he thought this was probably, like, Big E or, or somebody, like, coming out to attack Seth or whatever part of storyline. Because he's, like, looking. He's watching. It's right. He ain't doing nothing. And then, all of a sudden, you, you see, like, something clicks or, like, I guess, like, the, uh, the rep who's taken him down, like, like call for help or whatever. And he just sprints right out of the ring and, and sprints right over there. So, just really, like, a miscommunication on everybody's part. Mm -hmm. Even the camera guys, too. I don't know if you noticed, like... Uh, well, obviously they got it on TV, but even after the fact, like you see the other videos, the camera guys like let me right in, right on top of it. Like he must have thought it was uh, all a planned thing too. Uh, just like I said, so much miscommunication, but ultimately the blame falls on you know Barclays not being more secure. I mean, they need to start having security guards down by these guardrails for these events because you know I mean things like this could and, and did obviously happen. So. Uh, it's, like I said, it just it really, really just bothers me so much to, to see this happen because, like I yeah. said, these performers, they just don't deserve it. And ultimately, I'm glad that Seth Rollins is okay and nothing more serious happened here. But this is my biggest issue with wrestling fans. Wrestling fans need to just – let me rephrase that. Fans need to just be fans. Stop heckling wrestlers. Stop, like, going overboard when it comes to, like – booing a wrestler or like talking shit to a wrestler or trolling a wrestler if you don't like someone leave them alone don't follow them don't entertain them you know how many people not just in wrestling but in general there's a lot of people and i guess like in, in the entertainment world if you will that i'm not a i'm not a fan of like I, i'm just not fond of them i just don't like them or whatever i don't i don't follow them i, I don't entertain them i don't talk about them like that, that's what I do, and that's what we all need to do. We need to people like this guy. Apparently, this guy has some mental issues or whatever, but still, no excuse. You know he didn't go to the show by himself. So it's people like him is why the wrestling fan base gets looked down upon. And that's why when you talk to someone or you meet someone or whatever, and then you kind of talk about like each other's interests, and then you mention wrestling, and let's say this person's not a wrestling fan, they look at you like, oh, you still watch that? Like, that, it's because yeah, of shit yeah. like this. It's because of shit like this. They look at some idiot tackling a wrestler for no apparent reason. It's just, what the fuck, man? Like, I just can't stand wrestling fans. I really can't. Wrestling fans are the most toxic fan base ever, in my in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that, bro. I, 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 I can't stand wrestling fans. Literally, like, it just... It, I love going to shows, but... That's one of the things about going to shows that I freaking hate, bro. It's like have to be surrounded by these freaking 
idiots. And like like I said before, with with this guy, you know, and whatever, you can go to the events, you can chant whatever you want. Right. But I mean, you know, it's eleven thirty at night, and and no, nothing's going on around us. So like literally, everybody's quiet. This dude just starts standing up, trying trying to trying to get himself over by starting a stupid chant that did not go anywhere, that nobody joined in on. I'm just like, dude, take a seat, bro. You know, like I get it. You can go there and do what you want in terms of that. But, dude, I just, like I said, I'm so sick and tired of wrestling fans, too. Um, I'm, don't get me wrong. I've met a lot of great people who are wrestling of fans. Course. And when I go to the shows, sometimes I do sit next to people who are, you know, very respectable, very cool, um, you know, and I enjoy their company. But most of them, man, ugh, dude, it's just so embarrassing, so cringe. And, yeah, like you said, this is why that we get a bad rep. And I completely, 100%, don't blame people for looking down um upon wrestling in that way because like i said the fans are just way too cringe and you know it's like it's another thing like the like the fans going to the hotels to to stalk them uh, you know it's just like it's why you know right later on that night some fan was heckling some more wrestlers i, I forget for what segment and then Sami Zayn and mvp were ready to like fucking like all right do something like they were they were getting pissed off at this fan and it just goes back to what i say like I think fans sometimes take it too overboard. Like, it's okay to boo someone. If you don't like someone, that's fine. But just don't step over the line. Don't cross the line when it comes to certain shit, man. Because at the end of the day, these people are human too. And, and listen, play uh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You're going to fucking be caught in a situation that you don't want to be a part of. You're not a fucking wrestler. You're just a fucking fan. I know. I mean, how dumb can you actually be to get that worked up over somebody who's playing a heel character? on screen and then just say they do something or say something uh you know you don't like like what makes you think you could just go off on them and heckle them and harass them and and literally like give them the finger and say like racial things or whatever like <laughs> dude i'm telling you like people just don't realize that this is a show yep this is an act like you know like like people uh, take wrestling so serious that they just seem to forget that this is a show it's no different than broadway it's no different than you know you're going it's going to the circus or something like that it's all an act they're all playing they're all it's all part of a show it's not real but these people man i'm telling you they <laughs> it's still real to them so. Oh, God. so at the end of the day brooklyn we got to do better new york we got to do better new jersey we got to do better the whole tri-state area we got to do better especially us because WWE ain't coming back to barclays for a while you know and kind of going back to what you said about the whole hall of fame thing with the whole bret hart situation getting tackled like i've been saying this is back then i think there should be no fans for the hall of fame i think it should just be the wrestlers talents and and family and friends from the wrestlers. I don't think no fans should be... I don't think there should be, like, a ticket for fans. I think it should just be strictly for the boys and the women and their friends and family. That's it. I don't think fans deserve to be there because fans don't know how to act. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I don't think there will be fans for the whole team this year because I was looking at the um, the uh, travel packages for WrestleMania in Dallas and uh, nothing included, like, a whole fame ticket along with that. So I, I'm thinking that they're not going to do one with fans. Um, of course, that could change, but yeah, that's that's one event that definitely doesn't deserve. Fans. Yep, yep. Uh, dude, let's move on. We're gonna we're gonna mention something about NXT. Okay, wow, we're talking about NXT again. Who would have thought? NXT War Games, the men's side got announced. It's dubbed Old School versus New School. And interesting enough, Johnny Gargano is going to be part, of, obviously, of the Old School team. He signed the contract extension for a week just to do this match. How do you feel about this match and, I guess, this Johnny Gargano speculation? You know, it's, it, I guess it has potential to be to be good. 
Um, I think the concept of old school versus new school is pretty cool. Yep. Um, Me too. But in terms of like the event itself, I don't even know if like <laughs> it's smart to actually do a war games with this type of talent. You know, I mean, I, I probably will check it out, but I can't tell you that I'm overly excited for it. I want um, the old school team to destroy the new school team. Oh my god! Um, I hope they boo the like. Listen, full sale slash performance center crowd. You guys are cringe, but you got one job to do that night and boo the 2.0 team. Cheer for the old school guys. You have one job. One job. That's all you got. Cheer. For the old school team and boo the 2.0 team. Yeah, you know, just get Izzy's parents on board oh. you know, to be the commissioners of that. And boy, the whole thing, the whole place will be going now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, like I said, it's an intriguing concept. I just don't know if, as far as the match itself, how, how that's going to play out. I've I've always liked, and this has been something that's been happening over the years. I've always enjoyed. Like the whole old school versus new school like concept, and, and this is nothing new that hasn't happened before. Like going back to like with WCW, right? You had like the New Blood, and you had the Millionaires Club. Then they did the same thing in in TNA. Like you had the main event Mafia versus the TNA original. So this is something that's been done over the years. I've always enjoyed that. I've always enjoyed the whole new school old school concept. But in in this case, I can't speak for. For that fan base that actually attends these live shows, I can't speak for them because one, we know they're all cringe, and two, I feel like they're okay with anything that's presented to them. But I feel like outside of that, for the most part, nobody likes NXT 2.0, so they're gonna be siding with this old school team. Yeah, and also too, like I just feel like Vince and and Bruce, they're trying too hard to erase uh, the old NXT. With, you know, this is another example of that old school versus new school. I would assume new school goes over, right? I mean, they, they kind of have to. They're trying to establish a new NXT 2.0. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just seems like Vince is trying to just completely just erase everything about previous black and gold NXT that he possibly can. Uh. And uh, let's be honest, too. Like, I think, you know, at, at this point, at this stage in the game, these old school guys, right? Like Ciampa, Gargano, uh who was it, L.A. Knight, mm-hmm. and um, who else is involved in it? Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne. I just feel like this should be their swan songs, right? Like, just, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Ciampa and Gargano specifically, but Pete Dunne, you could bring him up to the main roster, yeah. for Christ's sake. I mean, yep. come on, this guy's been more than ready. They could definitely use him up there. L.A. Knight, too. I mean, I <laughs> this guy just seems like a main roster yep. dude uh, who would flourish up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this should be the end of it for these guys. You know what? It's, I'm, I'm over at this point. I don't watch NXT 2.0, but I'm just kind of tired of seeing these guys there because they just don't belong there. They just don't fit there. They just don't look good there, you know? I know Ciampa's still NXT champ, so obviously he's going to have to drop that belt before he leaves. But um, I just have a feeling this is and should be Johnny Gargano's final hurrah because if this isn't it, well, what is, man? I mean, like, what more does he have left to do there? You know, I know he was involved in the, the storyline with uh, Carmelo Hayes for the North American title, but he's obviously not winning that belt. No. So just move on at this point. And especially with this contract um, up and everything, I know they offered him a long-term deal. I don't know if he's going to take it. I don't know what his mindset is. I would not be shocked if he ends up staying with WWE. But, but you if know, that's the case, go to the main roster, please. Yeah, because Gargano's a guy that's Daniel, Brian, Brian Danielson-esque 
performer there where you could do a lot with him and the fans will be behind him whether it's as, as a face or a heel like that's your new brian danielson brian danielson left to AEW. who do you place him with with johnny gargano like i've been saying for months already how do you bring up johnny gargano to the main roster you make him an entrant in the royal rumble let him come out yeah. number two with his old music Big pop from the crowd or whatever. And you let him run in there for like a, a lengthy amount of time. He doesn't have to win the Rumble. But if you if he does like 45 minutes in the Rumble, boom, he's already a made guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been in the Rumble before, too. And, you know, it was just like for, you know, just, I guess, a cheap pop or whatever. Yeah. Cause he was still heavily involved in NXT at the time. But, um, but yeah, man, listen, listen. It, it's time to establish Johnny Gargano as a top babyface yep. on the main roster. You know, I know a lot of people is the fact of like NXT guys that they love coming up to the main roster because of how they'd be used and all that stuff. But at this point, it's like, who really cares? Like, Gargano needs to go up if he's yes. going to stay. I mean, like, yep. there's really no place else to go. You can't stick around on NXT anymore. You just can't. Um, so he has potential to be a huge baby face there if he stays. Um, yeah, I love the, the Brian Danielson comparison, man. Like, he could, if the crowd gets behind him, whatever, even if they did some authority angle, you know, where they like to trying to keep him down because they don't think he has what it takes because of his size or whatever i know it's like you know rinse and repeat it's it's the same storyline but you know what i mean hey i i I'd deal with it if it Listen, gives man, gargano a push i will know? i would love like imagine kind of like would you say like some type of an authority angle and that leads to ultimately like a johnny gargano roman reigns story i think that would be dope oh dude that'd be an awesome match i feel like oh that'd be so good that, that I mean, would, there's so many people yeah. that would love to see gargano face on the main roster mm-hmm. I, I think you could do a lot with johnny and you know, as much as we love AEW, not everyone could go there. And I, I just, how many more people can AEW take? Yeah, right. I know. I mean, I'm sure they would. They, I'm sure they can, you know, find room for Johnny Gargano. But it, it's getting to the point where it's like with AEW too. It's like you know, you've been seeing in the previous weeks. You know, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, they have like matches every single week now. So it takes away from you know some of the guys who have been there for a while. Yeah. And if you just keep adding more guys like Johnny Gargano. Uh, or just say like a Champa or whatever. It's just like you keep bringing in these guys. It's almost like, well, then, you know, what, what about the guys that have been here from the beginning? You know, and I'm not saying they do use their their young talent very well, right? Um, but you know, ultimately, it's it's <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to get to a point where it's like, geez, man, like how many more? And then you know, Kevin Owens is created too uh, in, in a couple of months, and it's just like, geez, like man, I, I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong, I want to see it. I want to see all these guys in AEW, but. Uh, you know, if they stayed in WWE and just, you know, like, just say Johnny signs for, like, three, just say he signs a three-year deal with WWE, right? And, you know, he just, uh, he goes to the main roster, he has, like, a three-year run there, and then we'll see what AEW looks like in three years, and then if he wants to leave, maybe then the timing would be right to go over there, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in their heads, but it's going to get real interesting, and I'm really curious to see uh, where he ends up, and also Ciampa, too, you know? That's another interesting one. I don't know when his contract is up, but I know he doesn't want to go to the main roster unless he changed his mind. Um, he's up there in age, so I'm curious to see what his future looks like as well. I can see Ciampa sticking around with WWE and kind of being like, when he goes like, okay, my, tum- my time is done as a performer, kind of taking like a-, a backstage role in the performance center or maybe even being an agent. I can see Ciampa doing that. When it comes to Gargano, part of me, kind of what my thoughts were with Adam Cole staying with the WWE. I kind of want to see Organo stick around in the WWE, go to the main roster, and be one of those guys like an AJ Styles, like a Brian Danielson, like a CM Punk to cross over and win the big one. I would like to see that for Johnny Gargano. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. I'm all on board with that. I mean, listen, 
somebody's got to got to be the reason why we still watch WWE yeah. besides Roman Reigns, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, and obviously, well, Kevin Owens, he's he's my favorite currently right now. Um, him and Seth. So if Kevin leaves, you know, it's like you know I'm watching for Roman and Seth. But like, hey, man, I I would love to see Gargano there, and uh, you know, I, I would just like to see the way how he would be used. And man, like imagine Gargano versus like Orton or right. Gargano versus Seth. Or, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, just yeah. dude, it's. It, could have potential there it's gargano and aj styles yeah there's a lot of great things he could do up there that i would love to see so uh like i said if he sticks around definitely wouldn't hate it you just mentioned seth rollins like you know if also me seth rollins does take that a world championship from big e you want to have like an uber baby face there's your guy johnny gargano that'd be such a great feud i know it'd be fucking awesome all right let's move on to some other stuff some happier stuff and let's talk about it's not even an argument the highlight of the week when it comes to this world of professional wrestling. And that's this MJF CM Punk segment. It did not disappoint. It lived up to all the fucking hype. Jesus Christ, dude. There's so many lines in this promo. I ended up watching this promo, I think, like five times this week. That's how obsessed I was with this promo. It was so fucking good. Oh, man. I I, I don't know where you want to start when it comes to this promo, but I'm going to let you take it away. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. How amazing was this? Uh <sighs> This is typically not the formula AEW goes with, too, where they start a show with, like, promos. Um, they usually start right out of the gate with the match. But this worked out so perfectly. And I love how they gave them time to really, you know, uh, just say exactly what they wanted to say. And I hope this isn't the end of uh, of their little back and forth. No, I don't think so. I mean, because I don't even know what else they could possibly say to each other. Well, I have one in mind, and that's the Cole Cabana stuff. I feel like if MJF touched on the UFC stuff, which, you know, this happened by design, right? I'm sure that when CM Punk returned and, like, let's say we got, like, the Darby stuff, which Darby's a face, so he wouldn't say that, but, like, a guy like Eddie Kingston, like, Kingston didn't mention none of the UFC stuff, and I think that happened by design because I'm sure Tony Khan and company was like, listen, this UFC line, we're leaving that for MJF because he's the one that's going to say it. Yeah, yeah, the, the UFC stuff and the leaving for, you know, take your ball home and leave mm-hmm. for seven years, those are like the obvious shots that people are going to take at CM Punk, right? I mean, that's just, you know, uh, it's just, uh, I kind of like, at this point, I'm just kind of like, eh, like, all right, like, I wish they would come up with, with better things, mm-hmm. but um, it worked in, in this sense, man. Like, MJF was just on yeah. fire, and CM Punk's insults were great, too, and I see a lot of people complaining. Well, this is the, the, obviously the biggest complaint from the, the pecker heads out there all the time. is like, oh, they mentioned WWE too much, but Listen, man, like, you have to acknowledge the past. I mean, CM Punk's entire past was with the WWE. So how could they not mention that at all? And unlike WWE, AEW actually acknowledges other wrestling promotions out there. So mm-hmm. they don't ignore the fact that WWE exists, right? I mean, how, how, how stupid would that be? So the people that are complaining that they mentioned WWE too much, who cares, man? Like, my God, like, it doesn't matter, man. It added to the whole entire dialogue between these two and made for the segment to be that much better. I mean, when CM Punk calls uh, MJF a less famous Miz, that was freaking hilarious. <laughs> the I'm crowd mean, started like, chanting on, Miz. You, you, you didn't enjoy that just because he mentioned WWE? The crowd started chanting Miz. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I know. It was hilarious. There was... Like, there are so many zingers, bro, from both guys, man. I, I think MJF did well. We we Listen, we know MJF could talk on the mic or whatever, but at the end of the day, this is where you test your water. Like, how good are you, right? And CM Punk didn't disappoint either, like, especially with some of the lines he threw in there. My jealous fan. 
You know, obviously the less famous Miz line. You're too busy talking. You don't even realize you got replaced by Britt Baker. What the fuck, man? Uh, he loves putting Britt Baker on. Yeah, he yeah he loves doing that. Also, I think um, how he ended the segment, just saying like the only way you'll be number one is that we wait long enough for Tony has a daughter and you marry her. Like holy yeah, shit! Like what the fuck? And then MJF too, you know. Him saying that you you might as well just start preaching hustle, loyalty, and respect. Like, pretty much he's telling CM Punk, you become what you criticize the most, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, like I said, it was uh, it was all set up beautifully. I thought, like you said, that really both of them were just on fire. Like, it was so great. Like, each comeback was, was like, one-upped uh, the previous insult. It, it, was, it was just great television, man. I mean... It's it's one of you know the best segments in wrestling all year. Yeah. I mean, really, and, and probably you know, it's, you know, Cody Cody's promo um, a couple of years ago, uh, I think on Chris Jericho or whatever was yeah. like one of the best promos I've ever heard in AEW. But this one has the top. And I mean, nah, this was yeah. just incredible stuff from from top to bottom. It was so good. It was almost like after this, I really couldn't focus on CM Punk's match against QT Marshall because I was just like, oh my god, like I just want. You're more. still on yeah. a high, yeah. Me too. I was still yeah. on. A, it was kind of like when CM Punk returned, right? When he when he showed up in AEW, like you you were still on a high from CM Punk's return. It was hard to focus on everything else that happened on the show. I was still yeah, yeah. feeling the same way for a while, like just watching Dynamite. And I was watching it on a on a thirty minute delay, right? Because I had just gotten <laughs> home. And I just watch it, and I'm like, holy fuck, what am I watching here? Like, I just couldn't believe it. Like, I legit was laughing out loud, fucking clapping. Like, that, that's what wrestling is about, or just anything that you're, like, really invested on. Like, when you're watching something, whether it's a movie, a show, uh, uh, some sporting event, etc. Like, when it gets you, like, all up in your feels, and you're talking out loud, or you're like, oh, shit, or, like, you're fucking clapping, that's when you know you're watching something great. Yeah, yeah, that's why we watch it, man, to get invested and to, you know, really just be getting engaged with what's going on, and that's exactly what we got here. I, I didn't uh, watch Dynamite Live Wednesday night. I was out, so I watched it, um, you know, Thursday morning, and, uh, you know, but I heard so many great things about this segment, man, and it's funny because by the time I got home on Wednesday night, it's like I wanted to watch it so bad because I knew that, you know, uh, like, I, I seen everything about how, like, you know, online, on Twitter and everything about it, people raving about it. Mm-hmm. But I was just so tired that I, I, I said to myself, I'm like, you know what? I want to be as, as just awake <laughs> and focused as, as I can be to really just enjoy this segment. So I had to wait until the next morning to watch it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's just, like I said, it was great stuff. And this match, eventually when it happens, it's going to be great. And But I hope we get a lot more um, yeah, me great promos leading up to it before that. What, what do you think we're going to get this match? you think it'll, it'll happen like at a Dynamite or like one of these themed Dynamites? Or you think it'll stretch it out to a revolution? Which we, we started hearing, hearing some rumblings of where that could possibly be at. But what do you think, where do you see this match happening? Well, definitely not revolution. I feel like that's way too far away. Um, I, I feel like it's probably either going to happen at... Um, they have the New Year's Smash show yep. at the end of the year mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. Or they could stretch it out to the first episode of Dynamite on TBS uh, in early January. Those are probably the two. Likely Which will be in Jersey, right? North New Jersey, right? Yeah, that, that, that event, I think, is in New Jersey. Yeah, so so that, that would be those would be my two guesses, uh, if, if I had to say. Damn, man. I'm, I'm going to see if I can get out of work. <laughs> early that day. Oh, that match. Listen, I, as of right now, I don't plan on going to that show. Um, just because it's a process for me to take. Right, right, right. You come from Long Island. I got it. I got yeah. it. Yeah, but um, 
man, they announced that, and they announced, you know, a solid card behind it, which I'm sure they will. Of course, it's Dynamite. AEW never disappoints, bro. I know. I have a feeling they're going to entice me to go, so we'll see. Listen, man, if I somehow get out of work by 7 o'clock, I'm legit buying a ticket on up and fucking just flying over there to the Prudential Oh, my God, yeah. You have to. Oh, God. All right. Uh, I mentioned AEW Revolution. There's been rumblings that it might happen in Orlando. How do you feel about it? I, I know we talked about this last week. And you're kinda, you you kind of wanted it to not be somewhere nearby so you won't have to go. But, like, Orlando, Florida, again. Like, it's just like, eh. how, how do you feel? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, you know, obviously it's a rumor right now. Um, hey, I mean, that'd be cool. I'm not I wouldn't, I'm not going to say, you know, for sure that, oh, man, I would go, you know, because I have a lot of stuff going on next year. <laughs> Especially in March, uh, right. if it ends up being in March, but you know, uh, it, it's definitely enticing and intriguing. If that is, the, oh, uh, you're the definitely gonna go. <laughs> it, it's just so funny how like all these pay per views do, and all these shows for AEW is always on like just like the East Coast, you know. Like I, right. mean, I know they they say they're gonna go to California or, or like you know the West Coast, but man, I feel bad for those fans who, unless they have traveled for a pay per view or, or a Dynamite or whatever, they still have not seen AEW in their home. No, so pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'll go. I, I'm actually more open on the possibility of going to Vegas, and I talked to this uh, uh, with you privately. I'm more open on the possibility of going to uh, Vegas for Double or Nothing. That that's something that does have my interest because I feel like I could probably just go there for like four days, and you know that that'd be cool. I've never been to Vegas, so I kind of just experience yeah. the the whole Double or Nothing um, atmosphere, or whatever, and then maybe do some other stuff there on like uh, besides double or nothing so that i'm kind of open to and that and that's like you know looking forward like you know that's in may so more time has passed or whatever like i told you i'm not doing mania or none of that so who knows we'll see what happens also on dynamite we got this main event we had uh the weird combination of death triangle and cody versus ftr malachi black and andrade the reason why i bring this match up is for two reasons one, we talked about, like, I guess, like, fan etiquette, right? And we had this situation where Cody, like always, he throws his weightlifting belt at the crowd or he gives it to someone before a match, which I think that's cool, whatever. But this specific Dynamite, for whatever reason, the, the rowdy Chicago crowd wanted to throw the belt back, and it almost hit Aubrey. And that rubbed me the wrong way. If I'm going to criticize the WWE audience, I'm going to criticize the AEW audience. I'm cool... When it happened to Cena back in the day when he would throw a shirt and they would throw the shirt back. But now you're throwing a weightlifting belt. And I don't know, man. I saw it. It almost hit Aubrey. It didn't sit me well. And it's just like, it just kind of goes back to like, I still don't necessarily get this Cody hate. And maybe you could kind of like, I don't know. When did this Cody hate really start? Was it, was it like, did it happen like after that promo he did towards, um, What's this guy's name? The 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 English cat from uh the the the, the factory. What's his dude's name? Um, oh yeah yeah. Um, uh, a go go. Oh go. Did it happen there? Did it happen before that? Like when did this hate start? And do you even did you catch that the the bell almost hit Aubrey? Like do you feel? How do you feel about that? I don't know. Like kind of talk to me here about this. So the hate. I don't, dude. I don't know when it started. Um, I want to say it. It started when you know from the Malachi Black match. You know the match where he debuted and beat him you know, basically squashed him um i mean i want to say it started there just because people were so pro malachi black but it could have started with the go-go match i don't even remember to be honest um 
but the hate is crazy to me, man. Like, like I said, like people, I understand that like AEW has got to the point where they really don't need Cody involved in things anymore because they have such a deep roster and people want to see guys like Bryant, like Punk, like Kenny, like Cole. Um, but at the same time, you have to take a step back and realize this is Cody's company, man. Yeah. Along with the Young yeah. Bucks and obviously Tony Khan, this is Cody's company. If it wasn't for him, uh, you know, with All In and, you know, teaming up with the Bucks and starting this company and being the great businessman that he is and all the other great stuff that he does along with this company with the community outreach and stuff like that. And he's just such a genuine down-to-earth dude. I, I, I just, just don't, don't get how it. You could ever hate him, man. I, I really don't. I really don't get it. And I understand, you know, it's almost like the Cena hate, you know, from back in the day. But, man, like, it's not even like, like, I understand Cena got pushed. He won championships. He won every match. Like, this and that. Cody is never even going to go for the world right. title in but this it, company, right? And I feel like, like that comparison is kind of weird, too, because Cena, you know, a, a, as much as now that we appreciate and love Cena now, right? Now, but I feel yeah. like back in the day, like, if we're going to be totally honest here, Cena was burying guys, and he won a ton of championships that, at the time, he shouldn't have been winning. Right, right. I, I, well, it's well, not the same thing Cody as the... Run, won the TNT title, right. which, he won it twice. Like, and, you know, the Brody, the one where he beat Brody, that rubbed me the wrong way, so I just feel like that that shouldn't have happened. But ultimately, obviously, it ended up being, uh, you know... If, listen, he got sick after that, so either way, Brody probably would have had to drop that belt anyways, mm-hmm. but... Um, you know, that was the only, only probably Cody thing that really rubbed me the wrong way. Also, him beating Sean Spears at the first All Out yeah, really yeah. just made no sense, too. But, like, I don't know. I'm not really going to, like, hold a grudge on that, you know? Like, I just feel like it, it, he didn't need to win there. But at the same time, it's like Cody still has a lot more left to give in the, in, in the ring. And he's, uh, you know, he goes in there, he faces Malachi, he faces Andrade. It's like people really just want him to lose every single match. Like, dude, Cody is not losing every match. Like, I know... He lost the first two to Malachi, and then he beat him in that in that last match. People were so pissed off. It's like, oh, Cody should have won this, bro. He just lost twice to Malachi. Like he's not gonna lose all the right, time. Right. He's Cody Rhodes. He's not some jobber. And you know what? He uh, he lost to Andrade last week. And guess what? He's gonna be doing this week in Atlanta, in his hometown. He's most likely gonna beat Andrade. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And people are gonna bitch and want to complain. Listen, he's not going to lose every single match, man. I just don't get it. I'm curious to see how the reaction is in his hometown of Atlanta this week. That's going to be really I hope he gets cheered because I, I, I just I don't get the hate. And people are probably going to listen to us right now and be like, oh, but you guys were okay when Cena used to get booed and stuff like that. I, I just feel like well, it we just, just told you why. Right. I feel like it's, an, it's not even comparable because, listen, right. Cody doesn't have the shovel like Cena and Triple H did back in the day. It's not even comparable. Yeah. I know, exactly. I mean, people, like I said, uh, people just think sometimes this is the cool thing to do is to boo these guys, you know, whatever. But, you know, and I I understand, like, when, like, we just said, the booing of Cena, I was on board with that. The booing of Reigns, even though I never necessarily did it, I understood it. This, I'm not on board with, okay? This is not a cool thing to do to me. I'm not going to go to shows and boo Cody Rhodes. To me, that's just, like, I'm just, I'm not doing it. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Listen, I think he needs to turn heel, but I know he's not gonna. I know he's got a lot of stuff going on. He's got the road to the top mm-hmm. thing. He's got, um, you know, the go big show thing. He does a lot with the community outreach team. I just feel like, or you know, he probably feels like he can't be a heel to do those things. So I understand it. Um, but I mean, I feel like the only way he's ever gonna get cheered again is if he is like cool heel. You know, yeah, if he turns heel, yeah, like he's doing. He was doing some of the stuff with, with Ring of Honor with the with the actual ring. You know, um, yeah. Yeah, if he started doing some of the stuff there, 
I feel like it genuinely does bother him that he's getting booed. But, like, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Like, I'm just like, because I, I don't, I, I wish someone, you know what? Maybe we should put it out in the open. Someone explain to us, right, whether it's on Lucha Outsiders on Twitter, which Ryan's running the boards on that, or hit me up either on Facebook or Instagram at Lucha Outsiders. Someone explain to me, and please give me an educated response. Don't give me something stupid. Don't give me a stupid, like, opinion. Someone explain to me where this Cody heat started and why do you think uh, Cody's getting booed? Like, I could understand sometimes in his promos he's a little bit too goody two-shoes. I understand that, but I don't feel like that's the reason why he should be getting booed and fucking getting thrown the weightlifting belt back at him. Like, I'm, so, I'm, I'm happy no one got, like, hit in the eye with the fucking thing. Like, come on. Like, almost hit Aubrey. Like, what the fuck? Chicago, what's wrong with you? I love you, Chicago. But come on, do better. Just like I was criticizing yeah. the whole tri-state area before. Chicago, why we throw the weightlifting belt back? I understand if it was a shirt, that's fucking clean. But a right, fucking yeah, weightlifting yeah, belt back? Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Yeah, I know. Well, you know what? I, you see right as he throws him in there. All the fans are egging this dude on. Oh, throw it back. Throw it back. You know, and of course, you know, he just did it to pop everybody. Nah, and, fuck uh, that guy. You know, <laughs> like a, like a, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and listen, too. Like, you know, like, yeah, listen, I don't condone throwing it back to begin with. But, man, like, he could have at least tried to, like, fold it up a little bit into, like, a ball and then throw it in the ring so right. that it wasn't, like, you know, like, that it maybe floated into the ring so that if it did hit somebody, it's not really that bad. But, like, the fact that they just took that thing and just, like, <laughs> whipped it back. I mean, like, dude, I don't know. Just, like, people just don't care, man. Um, I fucking hate wrestling yeah, fans, I mean, dude. I really do, uh, man. Like, that dude, that I'm glad that we met uh, a couple years ago because, like, you know, you and the whole Royal Rambo crew, the Rambo Royalty crew, you guys are, like, you guys are the wrestling fans like I, I, I fuck with, you know, because you guys right, right. know how to act. You just want to have fun. You're not going to fucking, even if you're not a fan of a wrestler, you're not going to fucking heckle the guy or, or be hateful or anything like that. But yeah. we can't say the same thing about a lot of these fans. Yeah, no, I know. I, exactly. Like I said, most of them, and I, I, I've met I've met a good portion of them, like I said, you included, and along with Brian and everybody through wrestling who are awesome, some of my best friends. But, um. Uh, a good majority of them ain't like that, and unfortunately, it's what we got to deal with. And like I said, I, I could sit here and tell you that I hope it gets better, but dude, wrestling fans are just so cringe, so brutal. They have no lives. They they just uh, I don't think they're ever going to change, man. They're very immature. Yeah, I can only imagine. I I just opened the floodgates for both Instagram and Twitter, so I can only imagine <laughs> some of the messages that we get. No reason why Cody can't boo because he's not cool with the young bucks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? If that happens, that's why they, they invented the block button. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And more happier news. Bro, GCW, Hammerstein Ballroom is fucking sold out. If no card has been announced. But talk about historical, bro. Dude, I know it's crazy, man. They started announcing all these, all these names, and they're pretty top names too. I, I just saw Leo Rush and Eddie Kingston yep. are going to be there. Um, it's going to be a great show. I'm really excited for it. I'm so happy that they sold out. They even added additional seating too. I believe, yeah, and they still yeah. sold that out. So um, good for Brett Lauderdale. Good for the entire GCW roster. They definitely deserve it. It's one of the hottest wrestling promotions in the world, and I am so looking forward to that show. Um, it's it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, me too, man. I'm so happy they sold it out. And, and you know, let's let's welcome all the people that decided to buy a Hammerstein Ballroom ticket because they saw that this was gonna be a big show and it was gonna be historical, even though they've never talked about the GCW product. But we'll welcome you with open arms. Obviously, you're probably just being a follower, but still, we welcome you with yeah. open arms to you sell out the Hammerstein the product, Ballroom. You know, so well, what happened? You know, <laughs> 
I say you're still spending money on the product. Exactly. You, know, you still bought a ticket. You still help them sell it out. So, yeah, I mean, in that terms. And, hey, who knows? Maybe, you know, after that show, it'll make people be diehard fans, you know? So, I, I hope, you know, that should be the goal. So, yeah, I you know, I'll welcome those type of people in, even though most of them, like you said, are probably just bandwagon hoppers. Right. I also want to put out there, if you're expecting a deathmatch element for this show... I'm almost 99.9% sure that's not what we're going to get for, at this show because the New York, well, what you call this gimmick, uh, Ryan? The New the York athletic commission. The athletic commission, they're very strict. So if you're expecting light tubes and, and pizza cutters or stuff like that, I, I don't think we're going to get that unless a fucking Brett Lauderdale pulls out a Hail Mary that we don't know about. But I don't expect that. But GCW has evolved over the years, and they're more than just a deathmatch company. So I feel like no matter what they give us on the, that night, I feel like it's going to be a pay-per-view quality show, and it might be one of the shows of 2022. Here's a question for you. You think Mox will be back for that show? <sighs> I think if there's any if there's any show that, that we see a Moxie return, it should be this one. I, I would like to see that happen. I, I, I'm not a... Uh... I mean, of course, nobody could say for sure. Right. But, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I hope he's doing good. I haven't really heard any updates on it. I'm sure he's doing great. You know, he, he's a strong guy, yeah. and I'm sure he wants to be. I hope so, man. I hope so. Family and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Um, but if you know, for him, if there's any motivation to get the hell out of there and you know clean everything up and just you know become healthy again, if yep. there's any motivation to get back, I mean, you got to think this has got to be one of the shows that he, he's got to be thinking about. You know, right, especially at the Hammerstein Ballroom. You know, they right. obviously they they already have big names announced. Like the Briscoes are going to be there. Joey Janelle is going to be there. Uh, and then some of the, the, the guys that are, that are up and coming, like a Ninja Mac. So they, right, they, yeah. they, they keep on adding names. But if there's any name that should be on this, it should be John Moxley. And, and, you know, I'll throw in another name in there. Maybe it's a surprise. Maybe they, they're going to run an angle here. I feel like if anyone's more deserving to be at this show is Ricky Shane Page. Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that a while back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, I don't believe he's doing anything right now. He's not signed yet to any promotion that I'm aware of. So, I, I don't really see why he wouldn't. Uh, maybe they probably won't announce him. Maybe he'll do like a surprise return. A run in. We haven't seen him right since right. War Games. He's just been so, he's uh, just been doing independent shows or whatever. So like last yeah. night he did an independent show out here in um in Jersey, the Matt Tremont promotion. Actually, I think he had a match with Matt Tremont. So um he's just been doing indies, but yeah, yeah, I, I would love to see that. Um, and, and then going back to Moxley too. I mean, you know, don't forget too that you know he's the GCW champ. Too. Yes, so yes. That's another reason why I ask too if he's going to be there because. Not just the fact of like you know I want to see Mox, but also man he's he's the champion. You know, got to have the world champion on your show, right? So um, I'm not really sure what they're you know what they're thinking, what Brett's thinking, maybe. And I'm I'm, I'm probably hoping and, and thinking that they they hope Mox will be back in time for that show. That's why they haven't pulled the belt off him or made any decision on that yet. But maybe like come January, just say he's not doing well or anything where he's not going to be back. Maybe they pull the belt off of him and, and do like a you know a. a a match for the vacant title or something like that, but let's here's to hoping that Mox uh, by that time it's the end of January, so that that'll be giving him you know, you know over three months at that point. Let's hope he can get healthier and and make a return because the wrestling business and especially GCW, we need John Moxley. Yeah, we definitely need John Moxley, but as long as he's healthy and no matter how yeah, long right, it takes, right. That's the main concern. Yeah. yeah, no matter how long it takes, I just hope when he does come back to wrestling, he's like in a better place, not. Only mentally, but but physically, we don't know. You know, it, it seems like he's been having a lot of trouble with alcohol over the years. You know, um, and you know, obviously he finally seeked help. So wrestling, that's 
that's something that he'll get back to somewhere down the line. I just hope Mox is all right. You know, I'm a big fan of Mox. I love Mox. So when he does come yeah. back, I just want him to be okay. Especially with his young daughter now, Absolutely. too. you got to remember that he's got a very young family now. So, uh, you know, like I said, that that's like the most important part. Um, so, you know, yeah, let's hope he gets back soon because he's definitely been missed. All right, uh, we're going to wrap up with this. So Kenny Omega, he vacant the AAA Mega Championship. He's going to get multiple surgeries, so best wishes to Kenny Omega. I hope he comes back better than ever whenever that happens. But they announced a major main event for this vacant Mega Championship. That's gonna, and next Saturday, it'll be on Fight TV for those that are interested. And that's for the vacant Mega Championship. We have Hijo del Vinquino, Samurai Del Sol, which was the formerly Callisto, Jay Lethal, Bobby Fish, and Bandito. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> what a match. What a random match, right? I, listen, I, I, I don't care if it's random. I think this is fucking amazing. <laughs> this, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, they, like I said, they couldn't have picked a, a more strange group of people. But, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, it's going to make for one hell of a match. I mean, God, I, I don't think I've ever thought in a million years I'd see any of these guys in the same match together. So that is... Uh, and it's pretty crazy, and kudos to AEW for helping AAA, too. I know uh, Conan was, like, you know, going yep. on Twitter and, and um, thanking Tony Khan and everything for helping them because, obviously, this situation is something that, uh, you know, was out of their hands with Kenny Omega and all that type of stuff. So, uh, it, it's you know, it, it's odd that Andrade is not involved in this. Did, did you think that, that was a little strange? I thought it was odd, too. I don't know what's going on there. I don't think it's an issue between Andrade and AAA. Maybe it's just... Um conflict scheduling conflict or maybe he's going to be involved with something else because conan did uh talk about that there's some surprises that are going to happen at the show that he's not that he can't talk about so maybe there's going to be like a post-match angle who knows or maybe he comes out after this match and challenges whoever ends up being the new AAA mega champion so who knows there's, there's a lot of stuff going on and then also shout out to gcw because they'll be somehow involved with this too because uh brett lauderdale and gcw and company helped out conan with some other stuff here which he didn't disclose but there is some GCW involvement in this, this show as well. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a pretty big show next weekend. Uh, we definitely expect to make some sort of headlines coming out of it. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely intrigued. I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it, but um, I will definitely be, uh, you know, floating around social media to see what's up with this show. And, uh, you know, whenever I do watch AAA, I do tend to enjoy their shows. You know, they don't have shows many off. Right. That often, but, you know, I usually watch Triple Mania every year, and I guess this is like a second Triple Mania or something like that. Yeah, it's, um, um I forget what, what do they call this, but it is another, like, an offshoot. The best way to describe it is kind of like the last major show of the year, and they call it Triple A, Triple Mania something else. I forget what's the, 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 the title of it, but it is a Triple Mania show. Very, very cool. Yeah, so, I mean, expect that to, to make some headlines next week, and, uh, yeah, curious to see how that, that, uh, match plays out with all those guys, and it should, uh, should be pretty crazy, definitely. Yeah, you know, next week, and now that I think about it, you know, a lot of things should be making headlines because GCW is running two shows in Texas, I believe. Then you have Triple Mania, mm-hmm. then you have NXT War Games. Right, yeah, NXT War Games. Yeah, man. <laughs> like I said, I'm so out of the loop, man. I, like I said, I don't even, I don't even know what's going on with that promotion anymore. It's, it's so sad because I, you know, once was my favorite, and now, and now I look at it and I'm just like, I just don't care about any of this. Yeah, WWE has really become a waste of time. That's not me hating on it. It's just 
me being honest, there's a couple little, yeah, there's a couple little things that, you know, pique your interest, but besides that, it's just like, what the fuck, like, and then, kind of going down the well, like, the most exciting thing that's gonna happen this week in WWE TV is Edge's return and Brock Lesnar's return. Come on, man, like, really? I know, but it's just like, uh, how many times have we seen that, you know? It's so funny, too, you know, Raw is on Long Island um, tomorrow at the brand new UBS Arena over here on Long Island, and, um, you know, like, my job, so I'm I work for a radio station and we always have like extra tickets to like events and things like that. And I'm, I'm sure they have extra raw tickets because we've right. been promoting that and been giving them away on the air. But man, like I, I think to myself, like I get off work <laughs> at five thirty, man and getting to these places, uh, the traffic is going to be a nightmare. Um, you know, by the time I get there, it'll be close to showtime. Right. The, the seats would probably be all the way up at the top. And then to sit there for three hours of raw uh, and then go home and then be tired and forth the next day. It's just not even worth it. And you know, they almost got me, man, because I saw they announced Big E versus Kevin Owens, they announced <laughs> Seth versus Finn, they announced Edge's return. They almost got me, and I said to myself, I ain't falling into this trap. So I am going to pass. I'll watch it from home tomorrow night. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, it's just like the same things over and over to pop ratings. This is what they have to do. They have to bring back Edge. They have to bring back Brock Lesnar. Like, it's just like, why can't like they build up somebody like right. you mentioned before, Austin Theory, and make me want to tune in to see him to pop a rating? You know, like, it's just always got to be these old vets. And, you know, when Roman retires and Seth retires in, in years, are they going to be bringing them back to pop ratings every now and then? Like, it's just, I just feel like it's the same cycle with them over and over and over. And, uh, you know, that's just how it's going to be. So It's just, it, it's sad, kind of what, going back to what you said, like, oh, just be miserable for three hours. You know, when you go to wrestling shows, no matter what promotion it is, or just in general, when you're going to go do something where, like, go to the movies or et cetera, or you go to some type of live event, a concert, you know, you go there to kind of take a mental break from everything else that's going on in your life or just kind of just, just enjoy yourself. Legit, going to a WWE show, you really walk out <laughs> coming out miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The <laughs> opposite of what you intend to, to go there to do. It's, right. it's just... It's brutal, man. It's brutal. But I, I am going to AEW on yeah. December 8th, which will be there at, uh, on here on Long Island. That so I'm excited fun. for that. See, that I can't wait for. Yeah, of course. I know that of course. will be awesome. That should but, be fun. Uh, you know, raw, hard pass, man. All right, dude. It was a short episode this week. Leo's fucking missing. Well, we kind of know what happened <laughs> to him. but uh, We know where he is. He's okay. He's safe. Yeah, he'll, he'll be all right. He'll make his return next week. Give me your plugs in, Ryan. I think your plugs are going to be a little bit different this week, though. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, so at Lucha Outsiders, obviously, is always on Twitter. Wrestling Radar, subscribe to that on YouTube. And unfortunately, I can't tell you Royal Ramble Wrestling oh, anymore no. because uh, some of those of you are familiar. If you follow them and are wondering where they went, no, he didn't block you. Um, it's just because Instagram, once again, shut down the Ramble account for no rhyme or reason. I don't know why. Uh, you know, Brian does not do anything that would warrant being shut down. Uh, this is like the third time it happened already, and you know, he puts a lot of work and yep. effort and time into that, and I, well, he says right now that he's done or he's taking a break uh, for now. Maybe he'll make a return at some point uh, next year, but for right now, he's just so fed up and tired of it and done, um, so Royal Ramble won't be, won't be making an immediate comeback right now, but uh, yeah, it's just sad, man. It, it just sucks to see, and then, you know, you have the guy like the Seth Rollins guy, that, that clown, posting all this stuff on social media and telling his whole story 
uh, about how you know he did it for the bloodline and he attacked Seth. <laughs> that's all right, though. That's that's, right. that's clean. That that's out. clean. Yeah, that's clean. But Brian posting spoilers on what happened on WWE Raw is uh, that's too much, man. That's crossing the line. Yeah, you know what bothers me too about. Uh the whole uh, Royal Ramble situation is that he's one of the good ones, right? He's not hateful. Yeah. He's not. He just puts out his opinions whether whether people like it or not. He's not one of the bad ones. He's actually one of the good ones. And it's just sad to see his page get taken down. And then there's like a lot of other wrestling fan account or podcasts or, or wrestling-related pages that are just negative and they troll people. And it's just like, I hate those type of accounts, but nothing happens to them. Yeah, it's, dude, it just, it pisses me off. I can't even imagine how he feels um, about it. But, yeah, it's just, it, it's sad. It sucks. Let's hope, you know, over some time, maybe he'll have a change of heart yeah. and make another account again. Uh, like I said, I don't really know. You know, he can't really make his account private because that's the whole point of having a fan right. page. You want people right. to just follow you, like, you know, here and there, uh, whenever. But maybe that's ultimately what has to be done. Like, if he, if he, builds another fan page and uh, you know he gets a decent following maybe he's got to lock that account and then anybody else who wants to follow it's gonna have to be like you know uh, he's gonna have to accept them or whatever maybe that will finally be the reason uh, that, that you know or the thing that keeps the account safe I don't know but um yeah nonetheless it, it, it's pretty sad and you know after half it's three times I think you know I don't blame him for, for calling it quits for a little bit yeah, it sucks. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get Brian on at some point. Hopefully, maybe, who knows, maybe we could get him after, like, the Wrestle Kingdom or something. We'll try to get him on the show and, you know, we can talk wrestling with him. Because I like Brian. He has a really great mind for the business. Definitely. Some house cleaning stuff before uh, we end the show. So, next week, we'll hopefully back to regular scheduled programming. We'll have Leo back on. I'll be in studio. We'll do all the whole Facebook Live gimmick. And that will be our last show for, like, a week or two because... The following week is the final, final battle for Ring of Honor since right, Ryan yep. has taken down the promotion single-handedly. <laughs> and I actually will be yep. in Baltimore for this uh, last final battle. I feel like it's it's only right if my first wrestling show was a Ring of Honor show, I might as well attend the last Ring of Honor show. So I'll be there in Baltimore, so there will be no show that week. And then the following week, what we have planned out is we have two shows, both Saturday and Sunday. That's, as of right now, that's the idea which will be the Lucci Awards. It'll be too big for just one podcast. We'll have Saturday morning, Sunday morning, where we'll be breaking down male and female wrestler of the year, tag team of the year. Congratulations, you played yourself of the year, which is my personal favorite. Breakout star of the year, event of the year, and then match of the year. And we'll break down all those categories in a matter of two shows, both Saturday and Sunday. And I believe that's the, what is that, the 17th or 18th, 18th or 19th, I forget. Um, it's whatever yeah, right. whatever that Saturday and Sunday is. So that will be the final shows of the year, and then we'll do our holiday break. And then we will return the first weekend, I believe. No, no, actually the second weekend of January, because the first weekend is still New Year's. So the second weekend of January, we'll, we'll cover Russell, Russell Kingdom and whatever else is happening in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, a lot is going to happen. That'll be a good uh, good first show back, because we got Wrestle Kingdoms. you got the first AEW on TBS. you got mm-hmm. Battle of the Belts that weekend, too. Yep. Uh, which AEW announced on Dynamite this past week, so that'll be yep. that'll be a loaded show to, to return on. Yeah, they'll be one hell of a show to to make a return for 2022. So that's pretty much the scheduling 
for Lucha Outsiders. Um, and yeah, we'll be back to regular schedule programming next week. You can follow me at RatedRSS87, but make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you miss anything or everything on today's episode, even though we're not on Facebook Live, <laughs> subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, you won't be fancy, Apple Podcasts, tune in on Mesca, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. And that is it for the old man Leo that's missing in action for our Double Ryan Radar. I'm yours truly, Mr. Radar. Till next time, keep it rated R and stay too sweet. Goodbye. And good night. Bang!